This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 707, Comic Reviews for the week of Wednesday, September the 4th. Welcome to the Comic Shenanigans Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Chapman. This is episode 707. It's our Comic Reviews episode for the releases from the week of Wednesday, September the 4th, coming to you on the 14th of September. Yeah, that's right. It only took me 10 days to get this episode together. Uh, first of all, we'll jump in by taking a look at some of the books that did come out in the 4th that we won't be talking about on this episode, and then we'll move on to the ones that I did have a chance to read, and then we'll give a bit of a preview of what's coming out on the 11th, which has already happened. Uh, so some of the books that came out in the 4th include Agents of Atlas, Alpha Flight True North, can't believe I haven't read that yet, Batman Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles number three, number five, sorry, three number volume three, number five, Batman vs. Razzle Goal number one, Champions, Conan the Barbarian, Deceased, A Good Day to Die, Deathstroke, Doomsday Clock, Fantastic Four, Future Foundation, Ghost Spider Annual, Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy, Immortal Hulk, Justice League, Lois Lane, Old Man Quill, Savage Avengers, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, Dark Temple, number one, Star Wars, Supergirl, Superman, Up in the Sky, number three of four, and Green Lantern and Web of Black Widow. So those are all the books I did not read, and now I'm going to quickly talk about the books that I did. First up this week, we have Absolute Carnage Scream. This is issue number two. I really like number one. I was actually quite surprised by it, although I did. I think I did mention in that episode that it felt like I needed to go back and read Wikipedia um, information on who some of these characters are, because uh, I wasn't quite sure. Um, but I did enjoy it in general. Uh, it's written by Colin Bunn. I work by Gerardo Sandoval with Alex Arizmendi uh, on pencils. Got Gerardo Sandoval, Alex Ar. Eros Mendy and Victor Nava on inks and got uh, on colors you have Eric Arsaniega and then you have uh, virtual calligraphies Corey Pettit or Petit uh, as a, as a, someone who works lives in a country that is uh, obviously got the French as our second language uh, I just assume that it's Petite but really it's probably just Pettit but uh, and, and Petite if you have an E on it means small uh, in in uh, French I was a Canadian and I'm like that's not a real thing um, so I really like this I thought this is interesting um examination of who the Andy Benton character is, who Scream may or may not be because there's two kind of people in there right now in terms of two different minds. Um, there's some a nice visual um, references here to Amazing Fantasy number 15. Uh, midway through the issue is Scream carrying Andy Benton. Uh, seeing Andy go up against... Sorry, not Andy. Well, Andy and Scream going up against uh, Carnage is really something. Um, I'm really enjoying this. Um, I feel like the artwork by Gerardo Sandoval really uh, amps it up and, and gives it a certain level of energy and excitement because uh, it's very kinetic and has just it oozes energy, it oozes movement. Um, so I'm really enjoying this. I'm going to give it an eight. Uh, next up, we have Absolute Carnage Symbiote Spider-Man number one, which is kind of an interesting tie-in, and, and, and it's interesting that they're kind of using the Symbiote Spider-Man kind of to be a, its own kind of not universe, but books that they're going to do and set in this period in time. We had the main Symbiote Spider-Man miniseries. Um, we have the next one coming up, which I think just got announced this week, which uh, is going to have the original Hobgoblin in it. It's all taking place in this time period. And so now we have this one, and this is uh, by Peter David, artwork by Francesco Mobili. And um, I thought this was really interesting um, in terms of, you know, who it's focused on and what's going on. Um, You're seeing a character who was possessed by the symbiote relatively briefly in an old comic and never really addressed after after that, and yet we're seeing him here. And it's it's kind of a, a tragic kind of story about what, what happens to this character over time um, the connection with the white rabbit etc like it, it's kind of it's kind of crazy and it, it goes on and um, yeah I, I found it was just really 
interesting, really well crafted by Peter David, and quite a strong story. And um, at the very end, um, you know, Carter shows up, and you know that's not going to go well. Um, but it's 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 quite a story, and uh, I thought this was really good. It, it works really well as a standalone, and the artwork was really strong, and the color the coloring effects I thought were uh, particularly fantastic on Carnage. So um, I was really impressed with that. Um, now, as I'm, I'm speaking, my my son's actually with me, and I just wanted to ask him first of all to go back for a second. So I'm going to give eight for that book as well. Uh, so going back uh, this week, Zach, there was a bunch of comics that came out in September the fourth. So the first one I just talked about was Absolute Carnage Scream number two. What do you think of this cover? Good. You have to speak up for the for the microphone. Otherwise, good. No, that's that's really loud, but okay. So you thought it was pretty good. What, what about it do you like on the cover? Just like the colors of it, do you like the crazy symbol instead of seeing Scream's eyes? Do you think she just kind of looks scary? What do you think? Okay, you're a little shy today. That's okay. No, no, no. Oh, you're not shy. Okay, what do you think? I like that Carnage looks different. Well, that's actually not Carnage. That's a character called Scream. It's it's another symbiote though. No, no, it's not bad. I mean, it's scary, but it's okay. The next one that I just talked about, this one was called Absolute Carnage, Symbiote Spider-Man. So you got someone taking a picture, um, and then you have uh, Spider-Man in the symbiote costume swinging across. Do you like that cover or no? No? Not a big fan? Okay. No, I do not. Okay, so the next book I'm going to talk about, it's called The Amazing Spider-Man Going Big, number one. It's a one-shot. It's part of the 80 years of uh, Marvel uh, celebration. What do you think of this cover? pretty vibrant you got spider-man swinging across you have him webbing you in the face what do you think what not so much not so much oh you don't like it that much okay well i actually think it's a great um this is by zach this is by uh, a great artist named eric larson um, who used to be the spider-man uh, draw, uh illustrator many 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 years ago and uh Oh, he's saying that the costume looks a little different. It, it's more or less the same. It's just in terms of some of the colors that they use. If you're going to talk to me, you got to use the microphone. Otherwise, it's, it's people can hear that something's happening, but they can't quite make it out. Um, was, I really like the episode, the issue. You got three stories here. The first one's by Jerry Conway doing the plot and the script. Mark Bailey on the art. They bring back the Christie Watson character, which is cool. Um, and it's a it's a fun little adventure with uh, Spider-Man fighting the Coyote, who's uh, basically the, got the spot powers, um, and it's cool to kind of see that and you intercut with that you have peter trying to do some um detective work to find christy um and at the same time you have a mysterious stranger who it's pretty obvious early on especially when you re- know you're reading a jerry conway story they it's the punisher um so you got punisher you got uh christy watson you've got the coyote you have some de- you know peter parker doing detective work it's a really fun story and bailey you know is extremely dependable and in, in being able to deliver a really uh great looking spider-man story so that's very enjoyable um the ending definitely makes it seem like we're never going to see the coyote again because the punisher is just left with coyote and a bunch of thugs who are doing human trafficking so that can't possibly go well um then we have a very short story by ralph macchio who's actually going to be on the show soon next month uh, he's on been on the show before and he's going to have he has todd knock here doing a story called life lessons which i really enjoyed it was nice and short 
short. It was, what, just three three pages, I guess? Um, and it was all about Peter Parker or Spider-Man fighting, you know, just kind of a random uh, techno villain. And he's cornered, and then he remembers this story that, uh, or this advice that uh, Uncle Ben gave him when he was a kid, and he was being cornered by a bully, and he was taught to distract him, then attack him, and that the bully would probably leave him alone. So he's, you know, he, he has this ice cream cone, and this, this bully corners him, and so he throws the ice cream cone at the bully, and it kind of takes him by surprise and then he tackles him and he and then he takes off and he escapes you know being yeah having anything bad happen by the bully and uncle ben's there and they walk away and so in the in uh, spider-man's current continuity you have spider-man you know distracts the villain and he's able to attack him he's like well i don't have an ice cream cone but i can do this and um it's a nice little moment where the villain says you were done finished there's no way you could have taken me down he's like i had a little help loser he's like help from who there was nobody else in here with us and then you have spider-man swinging away and he just says that's where you're wrong and this nice image of him and uncle ben so the idea that uncle ben is always with peter no matter what he does no matter where he goes so it's a nice little story there and then the last story here is by eric larson uh or as it says here handcrafted by eric larson with laura martin on colors and ferran delgado on letters now the first page i enjoyed the most perhaps because the coloring effect the yellows um feels very much like old school coloring um I don't mean that in a mean way at all. It's just there's something about it that is, it pops a certain way. And then when you read the rest of the issue, it has more modern coloring. And that first page, I think I like the most just because it had that very old school look to it. Um, and I really I have him up against Nightshade, Spider-Man up against Nightshade uh, for a few pages, and he's able to take her out. And then he... Um, you know, he goes to meet MJ, and she's like, you know, you're here, you made it, I can't believe it. Um, do you have tickets uh, for where we're going? And he's like, yeah, I got them. Oh, they're at home. Don't, and he's like, I, I can make it there and back. I'll, I'll be here. And she's like, I'm, you know, he's like, time me, time me. She's like, I'm timing you, I'm timing you. And uh, this nice page of him running up the uh, off the wall and saying, this is for all the marbles. No time for screw-ups. Let's do this. And then you have this beautiful splash page where Spider-Man's just swinging through the air, just saying, and away we go. And that's the last page of the issue. But, um, I mean, having Larry Larson back in Spider-Man doing a story he wrote. No, it's not. It says never the end. Yeah. So this is the last page of the issue. Um, but it's just nice to have Eric Larson back and uh, illustrating Look Spider-Man. It um, anyways, it's it's a lot of fun. I'm actually going to give this issue a nine. I thought it was, you know, there was not one dull story in the bunch. Even the short story, I thought, had a lot of impact on it and emotional uh, resonance. I thought that really worked. So the next book I'm going to talk about, Zach, I don't know if you want to look at the cover with me. Uh, this is House of X, number four. And uh, what do you think of this cover? It's kind of vibrant. You've got Wolverine. You've got M. Not so much. No? Is it because it looks? it's very violent? Yeah, it is pretty violent. Um, you have a Nightcrawler on it. You have a Cyclops, which is actually a cool effect. You can tell that he's just kind of moved his head, so he was like blasting all around. Um, it's a very cool cover. Um, this is, and the I guess the big takeaway from this, in terms of uh, the the quote at the beginning of the issue, is Professor Raxon just says, "No more." Um, this is written by Jonathan Hickman, artwork by Pepe Larraz and Marte Gracia. Gracia does the color art. Um, who I guess I saw on Twitter that was I guess having some surgery and may not be able to finish the last issue but so far it's done such an amazing job um, the design is by Tom, Tom Muller you got virtual calligraphies Clayton Cowles doing letters and the cover art is by Pepe Larraz and Marte Garcia there's a lot of variant covers I think I have the Scotty Young one I can't remember um, so I really enjoyed this um, and I 
at the beginning of the issue, you have this look at what they've done, and it lists the different mutant extinction events, which is interesting. And you have the, the list of uh, humans who have committed major uh, crimes, and you have uh, Wanda Maximov listed as having uh, um, committed crimes against mutants for about 986,000 people. So it's just a, definitely an interesting page. Um, you also have Stephen Lang, Graydon Creed, Cameron Hodge, the Leper Queen, Donald Pierce, and a bunch of others listed here, which is interesting. So this issue, you have... Um, on Earth, you have um, Scott uh, trying to communicate um, with, with the cuckoos helping him. Sorry, not Scott. Um, Professor X trying to communicate with Marvel Girl um, and see what happened after the explosion from last issue. Uh, so you immediately find out that Archangel and Husk are dead. So that definitely makes you sit up and go, wait, what? Um, Nightcrawler is hurt. Uh, Logan is injured. And they have to decide you know, what they're going to do to stop the Mother Mold. So they know that there's a few main planks kind of holding the Mother Mold in place, so they have to go and stop them all. Uh, you have the Omega Sentinel trying to figure out what to do as well um, with the human who lost her husband in the last issue. And they're going, they're resolved to you know, stop the mutants from succeeding in their, in their uh, mission. Um, so you have the first two colors disengaged. So that's the easy part because you have uh, Wolverine was able to do his, and I think Nightcrawler was able to do his. Uh, yeah, so that's that's two sections, but there's still two um, collars on the Mother Mold, um, so they have to take these out. Um, this very cool visual of Jean Grey talking to Scott, uh, sorry, um, to Professor Xavier. It's almost like this liquidy kind of resonance of this image was really cool. Um, you have this terrifying shot of M shoving Marvel Girl in an escape pod because she's like, you have to stay in touch with the teams, you have to survive. And she goes, and she's going to go fight against um, um, all the you know soldiers coming her way. She turns into penance. She turns all like crazy red. I don't even know if she can do that, but who cares? It looks awesome. And you know she goes down fighting. Uh, you have. Um, Cyclops. Cyclops, thank you. You have Cyclops taking out his control collar, and he's like, okay, all that leaves is you, Mystique. Mystique, are you there? And you have Mystique is getting to her collar, and then just as she's about to press the button, the airlock is opened, and she goes flying out into space, so she's gone. So Presumably, she didn't survive that. Um, so then they're like, well, how are we going to do this next? There's one left, and they're talking to Xavier, and Xavier's like, do, do whatever it takes. Do you get that? And this great shot of Scott being like, yeah, and he's got his arm up against the window and it's just he knows that this is it um so you have wolverine and nightcrawler saying scott we can get there there ain't any other way and cyclops knows what he's asking them to die so he's like go so you have this great moment of wolverine and nightcrawler and nightcrawler's like when you wake from this earthly slumber my friend look for me i will be there waiting for you and they disappear oh radiant and with open arms they disappear the minute that they dis- that they appear again they're in space in the heat of the sun, Nightcrawler is instantly vaporized. Wolverine's still there. His body's trying to heal him as he's trying to burn up. He's trying to slice off the uh, the collar. The Mother Mold comes on, comes on. He damages the uh, the collar, and the Mother Mold fades into the sun and, and to burn. So they they were successful, but they've lost Wolverine. They've lost Nightcrawler. They've lost M. They've lost Archangel. They've lost Husk. So you have Cyclops just saying, "Bravest man I know," and he's like, "Gene, tell the professor it's done. It's cost us our friends and our family." But it's done. Well, it's just the coloring of her in the uh, escape pod. So she's like, I'm in one of the escape pods. How are you? And you just have this amazing shot of Cyclops is sprinting through the station. And he's like, there has to be an Eva suit in the hangar. I'll jump to you and then use my powers to push us into an escape vector. You have to probably have to hold the pod together while I do it, but it should work. And she's like, so your plan is for us to drift back to Earth, no food, no water. And some pretty terrible company. It doesn't matter. I'm still getting you home. And she's like, hurry, Scott. And he's like, don't worry. I'm on the way. 
And just before he gets there, the Omega Sentinel shows up and knocks him out. You have um, the doctor takes out her gun, and that's it. He's not, and just this moment where he says, I'm sorry, Gene, I'm not going to make it. And that's it. And you just have Gene screaming, no, gone, they're all gone. And then all these Sentinel drones arrive, and they take out everything. So they're all gone. So all those X-Men who went, went to space, they're all gone. And you have this great moment of Xavier just sitting there knowing what's happened. Everyone knows what's happened. And he's just like, this is just how things are for those people, for mutants. And he just says, no more. And then the last page just says no more, and you have a bunch of different like headlines of showing the different things that have happened to mutants over the last you know ten or fifteen years. You have the Genosian genocide, um, <coughs> everything like that. Um, but it's such a thrilling issue. It obviously by the end you know that you know either they're all going to get resurrected somehow, or maybe this is not the the life we thought it was, or maybe they're tr- the core Marvel universe is actually um, the eleventh life. But who knows? But it's pretty crazy. Uh, second, second to last book we'll be talking about is Legion of Superheroes Millennium Part One of Two. What do you think of this cover, Zach? Blah blah blah. Blah blah blah. Now, if you look at it, it's actually got this ring here, and then if you look at this this shoot of light and this light, it actually makes an L because the Legion of Superheroes usually use a special ring to fly. They all have a special Legion ring, and it has a little L and a starburst on it. So this is actually a version of that. Um, this is written by Brian Michael Bendis, artwork by Jim Lee, Dustin Wynn, Andrea Sorrentino, and Andre Lima Arehu. What's interesting is that my son just said blah, blah, blah. And that's actually a good way to sum up this issue, because this issue has a lot of talking. There's not a lot of action. There's a lot of talking. There's a lot of blah, blah, blah. So it starts off with some amazing Jim Lee artwork. Like, Jim Lee is one of, you know... No one, no one does art like Jim Lee. And when you have amazing colors making a pop, like this battle between Thorn and um, Superman, looks awesome. But a lot of it's just it's talking heads. It's it's Rose talking to you know a future version of Supergirl about um, a drug that she needs. It's going to suppress the Thorn personality. And then you have you know a future where she kind of meets up with Batman Beyond. Uh, you have a future where she ends up meeting up with Commandy. Um, you know, much in the future, and then you have her even further in the future in the time of the Legion of Superheroes. But I just don't feel like this goes anywhere. And the last uh, segment, especially, like I just felt like it didn't. Not, what's the point of all this? Like, if this is how you're going to bring back the Legion, this feels like the weirdest, strangest, not good way to do that. Um, the art's great. The story's meandering. Um, I would actually give the the arts like a four out of five, but the story's like a two. So I'm going to give this a six overall. And then last but not least. Um, Zach, I want to know what you think about this cover. This is Punisher number 15. You have Ghost Rider, Black Widow, Moon Knight, and Night Thrasher on the cover. Uh, it's pretty cool. What do you think of that? Blah, blah, blah. Oh, you just like that I said blah, 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 and that I used it. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for being such a such a clown. Uh, this is called War on the Streets, Part 4, written by Matthew Rosenberg, artwork by Simon Kudronsky. Um I really dug this. Um, it continues to be a really interesting story um, of the Kingpin and Baron Zemo uh, in their quest to you know, kind of be able to take out the Punisher. How the Punisher uh, ends up, you know, with a team of his own here. I like. It's weird to see uh, Zemo as Citizen V here. Uh, it just doesn't seem right. Um, but it's interesting to see. I like this whole kind of team that uh, Frank has now um, and his quest to take out Zemo. Um, 
no, I, I just thought, thought this was so interesting. I'm excited to see where it goes from, from here. Um, and now that there's some leverage on Punisher, I just thought this was great. And I'm going to give this a solid eight. Um, that is all for our episode this week. Looking forward to next week. Um, some of the books we will, we might be talking about or some of the releases that come out on the 11th include Absolute Carnage, Symbiote of Vengeance, Absolute Carnage versus Deadpool, Age of Conan Valeria, Amazing Spider-Man, Batman and the Outsiders, Batman Universe, Batman, Black Cat, Black Hammer, Justice League, Hammer of Justice, number three, Captain Marvel, Catwoman, Daredevil, Dark Knights, The Man Who La- The Batman Who Laughs, Detective Comics, Doctor Batman Strange. Laughs. I don't see that one. No, it's not what you think it is. <laughs> it's not very good either. Event Leviathan, Gotham City Monsters, Guardians of the Galaxy, The Prodigal Son, um, Gwen Gwenpool Strikes Back, Hawkman, Immortal Hulk, Doctor's Cut number three, so I'm actually not going to be talking about that now that I realize it. Invaders, Invisible Woman, Ironheart, Justice League Odyssey, wow. King Thor, League of Legends, Lux number five, Loki, Marvel Tales, Black Panther. Won't we'll talk about that either because that's reprints. Miles Morales, yeah. Moon Knight uh, Annual, Powers of Ten, uh, Punisher Kill Crew, Silver Surfer Black, Star Wars Age of, Re- Age of Resistance, Supreme Leader Snoke, Swordmaster, The Flash, The Riddler, Year of the Villain, The Unbeatable Squirrel Girl, Wonder Twins, Wonder Woman, and Young Justice number eight. So thanks again for listening to this episode. Young of- Justice? Yeah, Young Justice. Yeah. Um, so um, thanks for listening to this episode of Comic Shenanigans. You can email me at comicshenanigans at gmail.com. You can rate and review the show on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, and also listen to us on Stitcher. Thanks again for listening to this episode. Our next episode will be up in a couple of days. It's my conversation with the Eisner Award-winning Matt Miller. Uh, sorry, Matt Wilson, I should say. Matt Miller is a listener. Matt Wilson is an actual colorist, um, which was a great conversation that I was very happy to have last week, so that'll be in an upcoming episode, and then we'll have more reviews uh, the episode after that. So thanks again for listening, and uh, have a great day. Thanks so much. Bye-bye.